dearest members of the Nurse Keith Nation. I'm recording this brief episode in order to address the devastating, complex, explosive, and crucial situation currently afoot here in these United States. Just a couple of days ago, I published my 10th COVID-19 update, and while I spoke at length about racial disparities in terms of the disproportionate burden shouldered by African Americans in terms of COVID infections and deaths, I didn't directly address the egregious murder of George Floyd by Minneapolis police officers, a despicable event that has, of course, set off a firestorm of vehement legal protest and righteous rage throughout the U.S., and even now in some European cities this week, as well as highly unfortunate destruction that can very well be counterproductive to the cause and undermine the overarching potency of this current protest movement's message. No matter who is responsible for that violence perpetrated at times against business of color who support the communities where those protests are actually occurring, this is incredibly cause for concern, alarm, and everyone to wake up and notice what's going on. You know, I realize now one reason I didn't address this issue in that recent COVID-19 update number 10 even though I was admittedly discussing racial disparities, is that I was still processing, like many of you or all of you, the events from this past week and weekend. And I have to admit, it was very much filtered through the fact that my wife's and my best friend and member of our family of choice was murdered by the police in December of 2001. So it's a long story I won't go into on this platform because it's not about me. But suffice it to say that when yet another innocent person is needlessly killed and brutally killed by the police, I can honestly have a PTS reaction, a post-traumatic stress reaction that takes some time for me to process and move through. So while my friend was white, I still keenly feel the visceral, visceral rage that arises in reaction to the murder of a loved one at the hands of the people actually sworn to protect us. As a white man, he was a rarity among people killed by law enforcement, and to that point, almost every story we hear about a citizen gunned down, suffocated, beaten, or otherwise mistreated or killed by police officers, that citizen is more often than not an African American and more often than not a man. The endemic racism in this country must be felt by most every person of color who lives within these borders. Slavery, Jim Crow, and the other ills and the other injustices visited upon Americans of color didn't end when we elected an African-American president. And in fact, I seem to feel that that may have actually inflamed the far right neo-Nazi groups, hate speech, and others who wear the mantle of white supremacy and racism. Hatred and bigotry are alive and well in this country of ours, and that manifests in murders of innocent civilians by the police, poor health outcomes for people of color, less access to healthy food, clean water, and air, a dearth of safe neighborhoods, as well as educational disparities that seek to keep those non-white citizens living in a state of being where they can be controlled and kept at bay from the equal opportunities they deserve and to which they have an inalienable right. 
I am myself horrified by the events that took place on that street corner in Minneapolis not that many days ago, and I'm equally horrified by those who questioned the veracity of what occurred despite the video confirmation and evidence of those events. Just today, charges against the officer who kept his knee on the neck of Mr. Floyd for nine minutes were increased to second-degree murder, and the officers who aided and abetted this violent and hateful act by either watching and not doing anything or actually assisting in some way have also been charged with their own crimes against an unarmed living human being with a family, with friends, and with his own life to live. As a Jewish man whose ancestors escaped religious persecution in Russia during the first years of the last century— I have a genetic link to those who've been mistreated, abused, vilified, and otherwise hated for no appreciable reason other than the fact that they were Jews. While I didn't knowingly lose family in the Holocaust, I personally have no doubt that someone sharing at least some genetic connection to me died in one of those evil camps in Poland, Russia, Germany, or Austria during World War II. Here in the United States, a great leveling of the playing field is long overdue. People of color need not fear for their lives simply walking to the store or going to work, and children of color should not have to look forward to a less robust education, poorer health outcomes, less equal treatment in the healthcare system, and the constant potential of violence, discrimination, and hatred spewed at them for no other reason but the color of their skin and their ancestry. We owe it to our citizens to live up to the standards set forth when this nation was formed in the late 18th century, and now, 20 years into the 21st century, we can clearly see that the distance we have to travel to reach full equality under the law and within civil society is still quite, quite far beyond our grasp. So do I condone peaceful protests? That goes absolutely unequivocally without saying. Do I condone the looting and destruction of private and public property in the name of rage? I can unequivocally say I do not. However, the warnings have been there every step of the way, and we should not be at all surprised at what we're seeing playing out before our very eyes here in our troubled and extremely divided country. At a time when we're battling an invisible virus, we're also fighting another virus that has been endemic to our country since before its founding, and that is the virus of racism. Many protesters are wearing masks, yet many are not, and it seems that the angry and righteous fight against this centuries-old and evil virus of racism has, for some, unfortunately and frighteningly superseded the fight against another virus— COVID-19, that is itself raining more pain and death against African Americans, adding even further insult to more than enough injury to last many generations. The time has come to confront racism and hatred head-on, but I wonder if we have the collective and, I must say, political will to do so in a way that will actually bring healing and justice for all. America, we're watching We're weeping, we're beating our chests, we're rending our clothing, we're tearing our hearts out, and we're wondering where this will all lead. Stay safe, stay informed, and fight back in your own way against the viruses of racism and hatred. This is Nurse Keith bidding you adios. Till next time, 
from here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs>